0: Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the Senior Pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Amen, Transformers. I'm so happy that you're here with us. We're in this series called Test Proof, and it's coming to us from the book of James, an adventure in fact the book of James. And so James is really wisdom literature and he wants to share with us some deep insights on what we are doing in our life and what are we going through and what season you're in in life. And so today I want to talk to you on the message entitled Planning on Patience. Are you frustrated with waiting for things? I'm sure you are because I am. You know, you order something online and it takes forever to get there. It might take two, three, four, sometimes longer than that. I waited for package for almost, you know, three months before it arrived, which was a long time. You know, maybe you're tired of just waiting in line for something because you've been standing there a long time and you can get to the front of the line. Um, maybe you're tired of just sitting on a plane because you wanted to land and see your loved one or you're sitting at a restaurant and you're looking at your watch and you're thinking it's 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes before your meal arrives and you're frustrated. You know, we all have trouble waiting for stuff that we really want now, right? How many times have you said or thought about wishing things to move faster in life and maybe you're stuck in traffic and there's a number of cars in front of you and you're frustrated and you're wishing that these cars would just move because you just want to get home or you just want to you know go to your meeting or your interview or whatever it may be or maybe you know you're sitting there and applying for something online and they tell you that it's going to take at least three weeks before you know you get a response waiting is a is a whole load of trouble and anguish you know don't you agree with that we live in a world of instant gratification. You know, we all have trouble waiting. We have microwave dinners, we have instant coffee, we have fast food, and everything has to be quick. Our internet has to be quick, our cars have to be quick, our lives in fact need to be fast. And it seems like waiting is one of the worst things imaginable. Who has time to waste, right? Well, James has something contrary to tell us, and he has these amazing things that he wants to share with us. And I believe if we lean in and glean from James, it's going to help us live a life that God wants us to. James, of course, is the brother of Jesus and is writing to us and writing to us specifically as Christ followers. It's not that his his letter or his words can be taken by anyone, but he's writing to us because he wants us to examine the motives of why we do what we do, right? Why we do what we do. Why do you do what you do. Sometimes I've asked my question, why did I do that? And here he touches on an issue that plagues our world. We're constantly rushing about from here to there, from this place to that place. And he says, what we really need, what we are in desperate need of is patience. And I think you and I certainly can agree with that. We struggle with patience, don't we? I know I do. Our internet slows down, and we are you know frustrated, we are unhinged, so to speak. you know when Netflix doesn't load the way you want it to load as soon as you press play, it needs to play. well, you get frustrated again. I can identify with that that happens to me a lot. We get frustrated at a number of things when we feel we have to wait too long it's just frustrating. I'm sure some things come to your mind. Have you thought about what frustrates you or what makes you frustrated when you're awake? I'm sure you can think of a number of situations and write it down. Let us know what you think, what you're frustrated with, right? What you have to do when you wait is bothersome, but James wants us to understand something that is vital for us to really comprehend, and that is that there's some things that come only when we are patient. In fact, he says patience is so important to us that when we don't allow it to work in our life, we're actually missing out on a vital part of God's plan for us. And you would say, really, James, missing out on waiting? Waiting is missing out? To which James will say, not just missing out, you are actually depriving yourself from a valuable necessity. See, there is a plan in patience, and so many times God uses patience to paint a grand or majestic picture in our lives. And like great masterpieces, we become better when we allow God to use the brush of patience to form his character in us. This does not happen overnight. It takes time. It's something we have to learn. We have to learn patience. And so James wants us to really get this and he wants us to lean in and and grab a hold of this idea. And so this is what he says. He says, be patient, right? He's not messing about. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. And he gives us this amazing picture of time, control, and trust. And he says all of it comes through the test of patience. In James's time in the first century, farming was very prolific you know everyone knew what farming was about they knew what was had to be done because they were actually doing it it was a common practice and so it was easy for them to understand what James is telling them. In our world, we don't farm. You know, we might have backyard plants and a few little things here and there, but we're not farmers where we, pro- we plant massive crops and harvest them. And so in our world, we sometimes miss what James is trying to communicate. But here's what he's actually trying to say. He says a farmer plants a crop in its field, and he has to wait for it to be ready for harvest. You cannot harvest as soon as you plant. There's no instant fruit or instant crop, you know. He has to rely on external factors to harvest his crop. He's not in control of the whole process. He cannot control how fast his crops grow. He cannot control the rain or when it comes and where it lands, you know. He's not in control of those things. He has to exercise, patience. He has to wait. And here's the thing that James wants us to understand, though. He says that when he's waiting, speaking of the farmer, waiting for his crops to grow, he has not ceased from activity. He remains active in tending his crop. He cannot rush the harvest, but he has to wait for the harvest, but he has to tend, which means take care of his Crop, he has to fertilize, he has to make sure that the pests don't consume it, all of these things. So he's actively doing. He just plant and sit back and relax and says, Okay, I'm gonna wait for the harvest to come. And so then James says this you too must be like the farmer. Have some patience because some things only come as a result of waiting. He wants us to see a harvest, he wants us to see a good result in our life. And he says, you're going to have to wait for some things because only when you wait and are patient, you'll see the great or grand result of your patience. There are some things in our life that are totally out of our control. Time, for example, is not in our control. Time passes whether we like it or not. We wish we could speed it up. We wish we could slow it down. But an hour takes the same time here as it does anywhere else in the world. An hour passes at the rate it decides. And so we cannot rush time. We cannot rush certain things in our life. There are things in life like rain, you know. We can't control that. We can't control the economy. We can't control what's happening around us in terms of this pandemic. We didn't cause that. We didn't, you know, we didn't choose that, but it happened we can control, we cannot control our age. It's out of our control. And so James says, there's some things in life you just cannot control. So you stressing about it, you worrying about it, you getting frustrated about it, cannot add one day to your life or take away one day from your life. So stop stressing about things that are out of your control. You can't just wish it away or wish it and make it go away. And there are other times we need to look at things from a different perspective. And if you look at things from a godly perspective, from God's point of view, they make a whole lot more sense. And that's what James wants us to understand. So James leans into this thought, in our, into our lives. He wants us to see how God uses time and how our patient brings a great result. There are things in our life that God has planted that will only appear when we are patient. When God plants something into our life, it does not happen instantly. God plants and then he tends, which means he takes care of the plan that he has desired. So if he has a plan for you, he's going to see through that plan. He's going to work to that plan in your life. When we are patient, God is growing something in us, maturing us, and and bringing us to this place of completeness that he has desired for us. In fact, Paul, one of the great apostles, you know, he had this thought as well, and he talks about the fruit of the Spirit, speaking about fruits and harvest, you know, and he says, if we want to have the fruit of the Spirit, guess what? Patience is one of the fruits of the Spirit. It's something that we all require, all of us require it, but not all of us want it or have it. And here's a key point I want to leave with you. God is often planning when we are busy doing. God is working out his plans in our life while we're busy rushing around trying to make our plans come to fruition. And Oftentimes, we do a lot of activity, but we don't get a lot of things done. We're rushing about, struggling with our life, and we ask God to do this now and to fix that now and to solve this problem now, and we want quick fixes in every single situation. And when we get quick fixes, we don't actually gain knowledge or gain anything of value out of it. And see, here's the important thing that we have to really pay attention to. When we do that, when we want quick fixes, we don't actually experience the true blessing God has for us. We circumvent his plan and we miss out on the blessing of Patience, and yes, there is a blessing in patience. Let me give you an example from my life. You know, one of the best things or the favorite things that I love is cupcakes, you know, I love cupcakes, I love the cake, I love the frosting, it's a great combination, and I just love it. And many years ago, I was just hankering for some cupcakes, you know, and so I'm like, I'm just gonna bake these cupcakes, because I like doing that as well. So I got all the ingredients together, put it into the oven, and you know, as the oven was cooking it, I prepared the icing to put on it, nice yellow icing, and waited for that. And so every few minutes, I'd go in and check the oven to make sure my cupcakes were done. And so as soon as I saw that, that top portion, you know, really cooked and looked gold enough, I, I took my cupcakes out, left it there for time to cool, and then iced it, and I was like, oh, these are going to be delicious, and I bit into it, and it was a disaster, because the middle of the cupcake was just gooey and not cooked or baked at all, right? And so often in our life, we rush into situations, or we withdraw ourselves from situations when we're not fully complete. And so God wants us to understand that sometimes we have to go through certain situations where we remain patient or we need to remain patient and we don't pull ourselves out or or push ourselves into a situation before God allows us to because we're actually getting half-baked goods. I hate half-baked goods, right? It's not good to be half-baked. And so I want us to really understand this. And so I say it was a few years ago because I learned my lesson from that. Now I wait till the cupcakes are actually done. You know, I have a little toothpick, I put it in and make sure the middle is cooked before I take them out, and then I can enjoy the fruit. And here's what I want us to really understand. When we don't allow ourselves, or when we don't allow things to do the time that they require, required, we actually miss out on the enjoyment of what it is, right? A lot of times in life, we want to rush through things and we often end up having half-baked goods. Here's the key point again, another key point. God is into marinating and we are into microwaving. You see, God wants us to really suck up those juices of sitting in His Word and thinking about things and learning things and coming through this experience. Well, we just want to rush through this experience and get to the other end. Our our view of life is to get to the end, while God's view is to enjoy the journey. And sometimes we get those two mixed up because we think it's all about getting to the finish line. When God says no, it's about learning through the experiences that you're going through and because of our rush we end up with things in our lives that have not come to maturity and therefore don't produce the right blessing just like my cupcakes i couldn't enjoy it because i wasn't patient enough to wait until they were completed and in our life sometimes that happens and a fruit you know fruits i love fruit and here's a prime example of that you can take a fruit that is the same fruit that's green you know whether it's an apple or pear or mango you can sit it there you can you know take it before it's actually ripe and eat it and you might get a bitter or sour taste you won't enjoy it but if you have patience to wait until it's ripe then you'll enjoy the deliciousness the sweetness and the flavor of the fruit but because we go in prematurely we actually don't enjoy the blessing Of the fruit. It's the same fruit that we take when it's green, or it's the same fruit we wait for when it's ripe. And it's the same fruit that produces two different things. We can take it prematurely, or we can wait till it's the right time and enjoy the blessing. And therefore, we miss out on that when we get into situations prematurely. Sometimes in our life, because we enter into them prematurely, they don't bless us in the way God intends it to bless us. Because we've made the choice. To go in prematurely. I've seen people in, in my life and through my experience, you know, people who rush into relationships, they don't get to know one another and they get married quickly or they say they live together. And it causes so much bitterness and pain and and anguish in that relationship when if they took a little bit more time and were patient and got to know one another, that relationship should have been a blessing and an enjoyment in life now becomes a source of bitterness. I've seen other people in business rush into business without planning or observing the market or investigating the situation around them. And a business that should have been a generous source of income for a family and blessed a family has now become a source of pain because they're in debt and now they have to work to pay off that debt that they've accumulated. I've seen people even in ministry thinking that, you know, I'm God by God. I'm going to do this right now. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. And they rush into things. And rather than coming from a place of care and experience, they rush in and they actually end up hurting people. And so rather than blessing someone, they actually end up hurting other people. And we rush into so many areas of our life. And because we rush and we don't enjoy things the way they're meant to be, because we don't have the patience to wait and appreciate it, because it takes time to get to the place of maturity or ripeness or fruitfulness. We're not patient with our family. We're not patient with the other members around us. We're not patient with our kids. We're not patient with our co-workers and even people in restaurants and waiters. We're not patient with them. We just want things now. It's like we're going a thousand kilometers an hour, but we're not getting anything of value out of what we do. And so James wants to remind us that patience has a work in our life in God's hands, it has to perform something. It says, he says this, it's like a character. He says, in God's hand, patience performs a work to bring us to a place where God can place things into our life and we're able to receive it and appreciate it and it becomes a blessing to us rather than something that we don't know or recognize or appreciate. And so James says this, let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. His implication here is really strong. In fact, he says you will lack nothing if patience completes its work. And so the question he's asking us is, are you lacking something? Are you struggling with life? Are you feeling incomplete, like you're missing out on things, like something is absent from your life, like you're not getting everything you want? Are you stressed out? Are you frustrated? Are you feeling down and out? And if you said yes to any of these questions, you know what James would say to you? He would say this, you have not allowed patience to work through your life. In other words, you lack patience. Michelangelo, perhaps history's greatest sculpture, understood this concept to his bones, that patience is required to produce a masterpiece. He said, every block of stone has a statue inside it, and it is the task of the sculpture to discover it. I saw the angel in the marble, and I carved until I set him free. What he's basically saying is that when he looks at a piece of marble or stone, he sees the form of what he's going to create already in the stone without even touching it. And it's through patience and care that he begins to sculpt out what he sees and he brings what's on the inside outside. And it takes some patience and care to do that. Anything of worth takes time. It takes time to build a great building. It takes time to create a great painting or masterpiece. It takes time to build a fabulous car. It takes time to create a great, a great statue. It takes time to create a full, meaningful life. It takes time. And God, who is so much in love with you, is working on you he's not absent from your life. He's taking off some of the sharp edges. You know, He's sanding down some of the rough bits in our life. He's shaping up some other places, perfecting others. And all this is being done through the experiences of our life. And if God is taking you on this journey and God's desire is to take you on this journey, but it takes you to this place of maturity if you allow God's loving hands to shape you. And this maturing comes through experiences. And there are some experiences you have been through that have been good and some have been rough and some have been great and some have been hard, but all of them have shaped you if you allow God's hand to guide you through it. It's like God has put you on the workbench and he's working on you and the tool he chooses to work on you is called patience. That's what he's doing to bring you to this masterpiece he intends you to be. Isaiah, you know, one of the prophets of old, And he is living in ancient times, but he understands how God uses patience to build us into the people that God desires us and intends us to be. And he gives us some deep insight into this. And he says this, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He says, we actually become stronger stronger when we are patient on God. We can sow and be free and we can allow, when we allow God to work on us with patience. We're able to run with strength and not get weary. We're able to not give up so easily, not throw in the towel in every situation and easily surrender to all the circumstances and pressure of life. We will in fact become mature Christ followers. What I want you to see is that when Isaiah chooses to use the word wait, he's not saying cease from activity. He's not saying rest in repose or be still or sit still and do nothing. He is not saying do nothing at all. In fact, he's saying be patient as you remain attentive. And sometimes we lose something in the translation, and to kind of modernize it and bring it into the picture that Isaiah is actually trying to get us to understand, I'm going to share this concept because this is what it actually means. It's a picture of a waiter in a restaurant waiting on a client. That's the picture he's trying to get us to understand as we wait upon the Lord. You know, a good waiter is great when you go to restaurants. You might be there with your family or your loved one and you're sitting there down to a good meal and you're having a great conversation, an intimate conversation. You don't want to be disrupted, you don't want to be disturbed, and so a good waiter will come and you know when they're ready for you, they observe you and you're talking and so you're talking they're not going to disrupt you. When you're looking at your menu and you put the menu down because they're so attentive, they're ready to come to you and take your order because they realize you've made a choice because they're paying attention. You know, when you want your glass to be filled, they come and they fill it up because they see that your glass is half empty and you would like a drink of water. And so they come at at appropriate times when your meal is done, they take away your plate so they don't disrupt your conversation. That's what a good waiter does. A good waiter is present, but not intrusive. A good waiter is there, but they're not disturbing your flow because you're not there to have a conversation with a waiter. You're there to enjoy the presence and company of your loved ones. And so that's what a good waiter does. A bad waiter, on the other hand, does something completely opposite. And all of you would have had this experience where you've gone to a restaurant and you're ready to order and you can't find a waiter anywhere and you're raising your hand and you're waving your hand because you're trying to get their attention. And then when you need something like it's water or, or something else, they have to call you over or they missed a fork or a serviette or a napkin, whatever, you have to call them over and get that. When you need this, you have to call them over or they might be just sitting there and paying attention to something else and they're not attentive to you. That is a bad waiter. And so... What Isaiah wants us to understand is that we are waiting on the Lord like a good waiter waits at a table. He is not seizing from activity. He's paying close attention, waiting at the right time to do what is required. You know, a good waiter is present, but not an intrusion. We are waiting on God in such manner. He is working on us, but we are to be attentive, ready. So when he's about to do something, we are ready and at hand. So James reiterates this. He says he wants us to examine if we are patient and attentive, if we are ready and listening to God as we are rushing, or are we rushing about doing so many things that we're not getting anything done. See, what God has planned for your life cannot occur in a rush because God, he's in the business of building you into the man or the woman of strength and courage, and it's done through patience, it's done through learning, it's done through trusting and It's only then that this will happen. Maybe you feel stuck and you feel like you're not moving. Well, keep praying, keep trusting, keep listening, keep being attentive to what God is doing. God has not abandoned you. He might be sitting back admiring his work Or looking on what area of your life or he needs to shape up and work on next. And you know, like Michelangelo did with his sculptures, he would often take breaks from his work, not to cease from activity, but he would step back and examine his sculpture. And he would look at it sometimes for minutes, sometimes for hours, examining where he has to work on. He's not abandoned his work. He's looking at where he needs to work on and how he needs to sculpt this. And he observes, you know, before going back to chiseling and working on it in much the same way in our lives God has not given up on us just because you feel you're frustrated just because you feel like he's not present does not mean that he's not present he's just taking a step back while he's looking at what areas of your life that he needs to work on and so sometimes he takes a step back and he waits before he comes back to adjust and shape things up he is patient with us. He never forgets us. We're never out of his mind. We never fall through the crack. Listen to what Paul says about this. He says that being confident of this, that God has not abandoned me. God has not forgotten me. Being confident of this, that he, speaking about God, who began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion. Until the day of Jesus Christ. God, who started doing something in your life, will not abandon you. He will not forsake that plan. He is working on it constantly and consistently. And sometimes we don't feel it, does not mean that He's not doing it. We have to be patient because we might not see things in the same perspective that God does. We need to be patient and understand God does have great plans for you and for me. He does aim to give you success. He does care about your future. He wants to see you mature and not be swayed by the circumstances and the situations that goes around all around you. He's guiding you even though it feels like sometimes he's not present. He is not forsaken you. He is working on his masterpiece. He's shaping it up. He's putting it together, and you are his masterpiece. So while God is working out his plan in you, what do you and I need to do? Well, we need to keep praying. We need to keep trusting, and we need to keep listening to his voice. We are patiently waiting with attentiveness to listen and hear the voice, the Lord. And so if you're feeling frustrated with where you are in life, I want to give you a few tips. Turn your attention from trying to fill your life with activities and programs and things to do and allow yourself to be patient and listen to God's voice. How do you do that? Well, you're listening to this this morning and that's allowing God to speak into your life. Take time out out to, to read the word. Take time out to listen to worship. Take time out to sing praises. Take time out to discuss things that you've had or read in the word with friends and other Christ followers. All of that is going to build you up and reinforce God's working in your life. It's so important that you hear his voice. Whenever you feel like, You're not going to a season you want to. Wherever you are in life, I want you to understand that there is a great future that God has for you. It's ahead of you, and God's desire is to take you there. Be patient in knowing that God is lovingly building you up. He is shaping his masterpiece and equipping you into the person you were meant to be. And God uses the activities or the lack of activities, I should be more uh, important to say, the lack of activities in our life to shape us into where he wants us to be. It's the times where we feel like we are frustrated and, and waiting that God is actually stepping back and choosing to work. And oftentimes the most creative ideas in our life don't come when we are being active. They come from us actually stepping back and observing. And it's exactly the same how God works in our life. That sometimes it feels like we're struggling and we're not getting anywhere, but God has just said, I'm just taking a look to see what I can do to adjust this and to adjust that. So don't be fraught with pain or frustration. Allow God to let patience come into your life to work in you and to work on you and to bring you through. And when you feel like nothing's happening in your life, well, just look to God because he's able to take you through. And understand what James wants you to know, that patience is doing a work in your life to bring you to a place of maturity where you will lack nothing because that's God's desire, that you rest in him, that you know him, that you know that he is the source of everything you need. And so when you come to that realization, it's only at that place where God says, I've taken you through seasons where you feel like you're inactive and you feel frustrated, but I've taken time to build character into you. It comes to the time of being patient. And so that's why James says, patience is a necessity in our life. We need to be patient And understand that God is not absent when there's no activity. He is always present and he's working through every season because God will not leave his masterpiece incomplete. And you, my friend, are his masterpiece. And he chooses to work on you all the time to perfect you and to make you what he desires you to be. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your brother James, who shares this great insight and wisdom through your word. Sometimes we, we rush through life, and we rush through even reading your word, and we don't take on the weight of what it means. And So I'm so glad that James causes us to pause and to look and to examine our motives of why we do what we do. And, and so I pray this morning, O oh God, and I pray all those who are watching that you will continue to help us understand that activities don't always bring us value but sometimes that we need to be patient so we can be built up to the character and matures that you have designed us to be so we can be strong and and so like eagles and run and not be weary and so i'm thankful for your word and thank you thankful for every single person that was watching that you will equip them and bless them and and continue to work on their lives because you are they are your masterpieces in creation and you're working on them Every single moment. So we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you've not abandoned us, but you're working on us. We honor you and we bless you as we give you praise and thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.